All right, Ricey and Reavers, uh, the uh, much-anticipated baseball podcast. Now, refresh my memory, we did do one last week, right? We did. <laughs> and I think So we started, the, we wait for the season to start because we want to keep it fresh and up-to-date, right? <laughs> yes. And we also have to remember to do it. That's this is what we thing. call a streak. We yes, have now done is. two streak that weeks is. of shows. It's uh, the uh, Ricey and Reavers baseball podcast. And uh, we're back just in time for the Twins to be in absolute crises. Uh, we're, we're recording this while the doubleheader is being played. Uh, the two mini games, as I call it, two mini games, seven innings at Town Ball. Yes, sir. How often do you guys play seven innings? Uh, boy, I'm trying to think if we have. Um, I mean, every every routine game is nine innings, right? Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Routine. Yes. Now, if you if you end up getting rain and you're making up a game, will yeah. you play two seven inning games then? That I have seen done yes. in the past. It's been a while since we've played one. Although I will take that back. We did play an exhibition game when it, where it was early in the season. I think we might have played Morristown, and we only played seven, and that was just due to. We didn't have enough guys, you know, enough arms that were ready to go. I uh, heard uh, Timmy and Eduardo uh, not arguing, but uh, raising the issue of, okay, the COVID excuse got seven-inning doubleheaders last year. The COVID excuse still gets seven-inning doubleheaders this year. But Timmy expressed the belief that uh, they will be back to nine innings next Starting year. next year. And Eduardo said, I'm not sure about that, and you know that uh, that the players like it, and the managers. He said even Joe Girardi, a traditionalist, likes it, and then he talked about every everybody's whole thing in baseball now is to protect the pitching. Mm-hmm. Well, should it be when it, when the pitching is dominating the game? Should we be that? Should we concede to the idea? That teams should be allowed to have fresh pitchers, you know. Hmm, you know, to me, I'm saying no. You know, you should a go to that 13 pitcher limit that you were going to have when you expanded the roster to 26. You can only have 13, and b play nine inning games. And if somebody gets out there and gets the crap kicked out of them, tough bananas. And uh, you know what? If there is such concern about that, then why are you having an 162 game season? We all yeah, know what I the would, answer is to that. I would rather see, uh, you know, 150. 154 used to be the old number, so you get rid of a you you play the same number of weeks and take more days off or something, or you know maybe start the season at a different point of the week so that you you know you you, you got the half a week off and a half a half a week of those games you don't play. But I'd settle for whatever number works, 150 maybe. You play everybody in your division. If they're going to stick with that format, you play everybody in your division uh, 12? 18 times, 18, right? Okay. 18, 18 is what? Uh, four times 18 is 72. And then uh, you play everybody else in the league six times at 60. That gets you to uh, 132, and then uh, you got 20 games against the National League. You know, 18 mm-hmm. games against the National League. That gets you to 150. That'd be fine, don't you think? I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah. 18. You know, in the National League, you play. You know, you play some division 
you you always play Milwaukee six times, and you play some other division. You, you rotate know, five or whatever. Five, yep. Yep. You know, so. But I have a question. So, and I I should know the answer to this, and I and I do not because it was brought up uh, on Garage Logic earlier today. With the seven inning double headers, if we get to the eighth and it's tied, do we still start with the yes, guy on second? Yes, yes. See, my I have decided I can accept the runner on second, but not until the twelfth inning. I want to play. Yeah. I want to play, play regular two, baseball play, for two innings. I want to play yes. two more innings, okay. and then and to avoid the marathon. Okay, I can accept that, and I really can't accept putting a guy in second base in the eighth inning but that's what they do you know you should so okay if you're going to play seven inning double headers then you put the guy on second in the tenth inning right mm-hmm. although i i really fear that the seven inning double header but here's my thing with the seven inning double header and i've talked to uh saint peter and these other guys about this if you are going to go back to playing split double headers which you like because you can then not have it's to give gates. refunds yep. to your you don't have to give refunds to your season ticket holders, blah blah blah. Can you really say we're playing at noon and six and there are seven inning games? No, because if you got a chance to go to there is a ch- I know they the most games seven even seven innings are going to take two and a half hours, but what if you get a one thirty five? You know, mm-hmm. which is possible with yep. a seven inning game. If you get two sharp pitchers, you know, a one forty five. Right. So you you know, I come I drive in from Crookston for the noon game and I'm the ball game's done at one forty five and I haven't and plus you wanna sell beer too, right? Yep. I don't think you can split double headers and play seven innings in those seven no, innings. No, you games. you absolutely cannot. No. No. So so I think they gotta make their choice between Back-to-back seven-inning double-headers, giving everybody refunds, mm-hmm. or or if you're going to split double-headers, you got to play nine innings. And here's the other part, Pat, that's just driving me absolutely crazy, especially as it relates to the modern game. You and Joe have really been wearing on me because I'm now a, I'm now a curmudgeon as well. But the idea that when you get so they lost to Seattle on Sunday in extra no on yes. Saturday on Saturday yeah. in extra innings. Yeah. Seattle does the conventional. Guys on second, we bunt him over, we get him in on a fly ball. Just the way Tom Kelly taught me when I was a... Yeah, but he didn't believe in a bunt. Well, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. This refusal of not... And it's not just the Twins, but it, this refusal of we're just going to let three guys hit is is just pure stupidity, in my opinion. Well, you and I have a different opinion on that. Now, right. it depends upon who the hitters is. Especially, but I, but by the way, especially say, if you're down a run. I say the bunt... Bunt the guy to third is uh, the worst play in baseball. To give up that out to uh, get Why? the guy I'm, to third. I'm, I'm curious. Well, uh, all the statistical uh, man, uh, information uh, tells you that uh, – I, I looked it up, like some survey from the early 2010s, five-year period. If you uh, – with the runner on second – and nobody out, you score 1.5, 1.15 runs. With a runner on third and one out, you score 0.95 runs. Really? So you score less runs, yes. You score res- less runs. Because basically, you're putting it on one hitter. If you move, if you to get bunt the, the guy ball. to third, yeah. I mean, if that guy pops up or strikes out, you know. I But it depends. I, I agree, it depends. If I got Louis Arise... Hitting, 
Which he'd probably get walked you know, anyway. To, to, yeah, he might get walked. But if I have him with the guy at third, he's not going to strike out for me. He's going to put the ball in play. I need a guy who can put the ball in play. If it's Miguel, hey, if I'm the other team and you bunt a guy over to third base and Miguel is two hitters away, you put the next two guys I, on. I walk two guys yep, so I, I can strike too. him out. I do too. I mean, he, there's nobody in – if I'm playing against the Twins, there's nobody in the world I want to the I, I want at the plate more with one out and runners in scoring position than Miguel, mm-hmm. right? Because he's a, he's a guaranteed strikeout. Yeah, you just strike him out. It's not that hard. Well, even yesterday, you know, Perez – they got Perez on the ropes – Yes. And here comes Miguel yes, to save the day. This is it. A lefty, a struggling lefty. It's the only thing God. left. The only thing left in the game you can hit is a lefty who doesn't throw ninety-five. Right? right. And of course, he did nothing. But the the other thing is, uh, you know. The only way he's ever going to hit a home run is a hanging hook. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody hangs one in the middle of the plate, but he's so screwed up right now, he's even swinging through those when he gets them. Pat, what are they going to do? I don't know, but I looked this up just out of curiosity to see what happened to my old friend Oswaldo Arcia. I saw your tweet. I loved Oswaldo. Yes, you I loved did. Because he was a character. Well, you had the Ozzy chant on the radio. Yeah, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. <laughs> And he swung from the arse at all times, right? He did unbutton his shirt. He oh, had yeah. his shirt unbuttoned. Well, I think his last at-bats in the big leagues were, maybe he got a couple in 18, but I think seven, eight, 18. Okay. Uh, no, maybe 17, because by 18, by night. By eight nineteen, he was in the Mexican League. Okay, he played for three teams in the Mexican League and didn't hit well in the Mexican League. He hit like two fifty. And then the next thing I found, no, eighteen, he went to Japan. He okay. went to Japan and or Korea, one of the two, and didn't didn't uh, do well, terribly well over there. But he made some money. He made a million and a half or something. And then. And then, yeah, I guess, 19, he was in the Mexican League uh, with three different teams. And then 2020, I can't find him in a, in any league. But he did play with uh, Caribas in the Venezuelan League for, you know, to had some at-bats with them, I found. And with Willens Astadillo and this other catcher that they have over this Tellus, this other catcher that they have that okay. hasn't made it to the bigs, but he's one of their backup catchers. Okay. And uh, he's over in St. Paul. And Lester Oliveris no. was on that team, too. Lester, wow. former twin starter, Lester yes, Oliveris from the glory years. But God, were those some bad teams. He turns 30 on. May 11th. Really? He's not older than that? No, he's 30. Okay. Miguel turns 28, according to Miguel age, uh, the same time. Uh, no, May 11th, and I think RC is 20. Is it two years? When he's 30, is he going to be disappeared? Is well, he I don't be, know how. Is he going to be playing in the next? I know, two more years, I think. Is it two more or one more after this? Because uh, I, I thought he signed more. a three-year deal, didn't he? 
Yeah, maybe there's an option on the end of it. Whatever, whatever. Sixty mil. This, no, I think it's a four year. How do you how do you extend him, Pat? Oh, he, he's yeah. You can't. Oh, you're not going to extend. You got to. I mean, he might not even fulfill that last Somebody year. Somebody said they should take him to trade him to Miami for Max Meyer, the Gopher. They, they wouldn't give you Max Meyer. He was their number three number, overall pick. Yeah, and he's uh, their number two pitching prospect. Uh, I think nobody can look at Miguel and think they can fix him. I don't think. I don't even think if like uh, I'm trying to think of a favorite of Colorado picks him up. You know, I don't even think that would fix him. No, no. Well, you got to put the ball in play. Yeah. Rarefied air isn't going to help you if the ball is. If you don't make contact. If you don't make contact. And he was better at first base last year than he's been this year, too. He was terrible, at least in spring training. Well, it's gotten to the point where he, he can't even be in the lineup right now. No, they don't have him playing the first game today. They got Ostadio playing over there the first game. And they, uh, I, I, you know, maybe they'll just give him the day off. I don't know. Maybe he's. Uh, but anyway, the first COVID case ever for the Twins today, Andrelton Simmons. I saw that. And uh, what does that mean? Is he uh, out ten days? He's out ten days, and they do have the little gadgets that tell you who he's been closest to. You know, the sure. little uh, the, the te- contact the tracing. Contact tracing. And uh, at this point, they tested all those guys, and the immediate tests were. Negative, Negative, but that doesn't mean they won't have somebody won't have it two days from now, right? Right. Now they had a not eighty five percent, so they didn't reach eighty five percent on their vaccinations. Was that on when was that Friday? When I don't recall. No, I don't recall. They when did they have the day off? Well, that was was it last Friday Mon- Monday. They had the day off Monday because they moved. Monday, okay. Then they, it was Sunday, I think. Everybody got back. They got vaccinated. No, 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 no. The, the scheduled day off. Oh, the scheduled oh day I'm off. sorry. So yeah, was it op- opening? Was opening it, day was Thursday. Thursday, so Friday. Think, well, they got vaccinated when the next day was a day off. Okay. So then nobody would be sick. And But they didn't reach 85%. And Andrelton was on Twitter proudly announcing that he didn't get vaccinated because he's a non-believer okay so he ended up with it but but the fact that everybody this morning tested they they gave him when they found out that he he had it last night uh they gave everybody tests this morning and and they gave they scrutinized the guys who had been closer contact uh more closely this morning but that still doesn't mean you're not going to have it three days from now right right that he that he gave it to you so i was happy to read though that if you've been vaccinated according to the woman from washington Mm -hmm. you you do not carry you know this i think the myth has been can i still give it to somebody else can i give it to somebody else and the two days ago the announcement was no if you've been vaccinated and it's effective, then you can't you be can't a carrier. carrier. Okay. So how about it, by the way, back to Simmons, that double play he turned yesterday, Pat. Man, he's something. He is an unbelievable shortstop. His hands are magnificent, as good as I've ever seen. What I love is his throw. Yeah. You know, we remember we remember we're used to Jorge throwing sidearm and trying to get it over here and. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're used to, uh, you know, are people gunning it. He does not gun it, but he gets rid of it mm-hmm. so quickly he doesn't have to. But yesterday, 
And I mentioned this that I was talking to Hayes and Gleeman from the athletic uh, from the athletic, mm -hmm. and uh, and you could see Ostadia. Now he hasn't played that much first with Simmons with Simmons playing, and you could when the throw was first thrown on one of the when the just on a routine ball, but when the but it was going to be fairly close because mm -hmm. the guy who could it wasn't the double play; it was a different ball. But the guy who could the guy could run, and you could see Willie Willie getting like anxious. Get here already! When he got rid of it <laughs> to see if that's going to get there, mm -hmm. and then it was like, oh, oh okay, because <laughs> no, it, when he first releases it, you wonder if he's throwing it hard enough to even get there in the air. You sure, know? sure. But he he does this little loop thing, and I've never seen a guy throw from shortstop like that in the big leagues. Well, and I know and that because it's, his... it's just. 100% accurate, Yep, and it comes in about throat high for the first baseman, and it's gone, boom. Well, his throwing motion reminds me a little of Guzzi, because, you know, Guzzi would just yeah. kind of flick the ball, yeah, too, yeah. when he, he would get rid of it. it. Yeah. But his arm was, a lot, I think, a lot stronger than Simmons, don't yes. you think? Yes, oh, yeah. Because yeah. Guzzi I, I had a pretty good Simmons arm. I don't know if Simmons can throw from the hole or not. I, That's nobody, true. You know, you don't see – I haven't seen him make a backhand play, but you don't see backhand plays – in shortstop anymore because they're standing in the hole you know right. i mean you know there's the, the the way their position now kind of takes that backhand play away and i mean i don't have as long a storied following as you do but i mean i have gagney as my probably my bet who who was the best shortstop in twins no, history fielding shortstop was gagney without was it gagney okay yeah in fact uh who was it asking me the best fielder in Twins history, the, the, the Ooh, like all the around most, most important fielder in Twins history, and I said Gagne. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Because, he, he because never, did the, he win a Gold Glove? I don't think so. You know, they were giving him to all oh, Ripken. Him, yeah, Ripken. Ripken who, yeah. didn't, who couldn't carry? Well, it was the same thing. Couldn't carry Ripken's shorts. I mean, couldn't carry Gagne's shorts as a fielder. It was the same thing with Mattingly and Herbeck. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. But uh, I don't think he ever did because he was. Up. But I difficulty of position I, I put in there, you know, and I that's why I would I would probably name him. Uh, nope, he never did. His only award was he finished twenty second in MVP voting in nineteen ninety three, his first year with the Kansas City Royals. Really? Yeah. Never here. Well, he never never, never got you know. TK used to pinch hit for him, which would miff him, you know. Sure. He, uh, but him being miffed was always, um, you know, it's not like a, he's not down there throwing bats or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, he was, uh, you know, that was, you know, the the other thing about how good you know Gagne is good was was how long it took to replace him. Oh yeah, that's as dumb a decision as the Twins ever made when they. Let him become a free agent and turned around and gave the same amount of money to Dave Winfield. That's right. Now, Winnie, they got two years and Gagney wanted three and they wouldn't give Gagney three, but the the yearly was amount basically was the, same. the same for Winnie. And was it know, a nostalgic move? Because Winfield was at the end, wasn't he? Yeah, he was not. You know, not what he was. I I don't know what it was. I don't know why they did it. I really don't. It, it I I don't think TK was jumping up and down saying, no, I, "Give me I, Dave Winfield." Yeah, I, I remember you had said that 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 did not um, that that, well, that did not please the oh, manager. Well, 
I don't think he minded having Winnie, but he didn't want to lose Gagne. Right. I mean, you know who was you know who started the next year as a shortstop? Wait, Scott wait, wait. Lais. Oh, dang it, Scott Lais. I was going to say who it was, was Pat uh, Mears. Who but. was a as as a shortstop going, he was a pretty good third baseman, but he wasn't a Well, he had no range. No, he wasn't a No, he was not a shortstop. It right. was that's what he played in the minor leagues, but it was not I'd have to look up how many games. I, he didn't I don't think he lasted all season there. I think they did other things, but that was the uh you know, they hadn't given up yet. They'd 90 Well, 92 they won 92, 90 games, didn't they? Yeah, 92 they were really good. And then, Oakland was just better. Uh, yeah. Well, they, Eric Fox hit the home run yes, and they went did. in the tank. But I think they let Gagne go after 93. Yeah, 93 was his first year with Kansas City. Oh, really? So they let him go after 92? After 92. Okay, well, that's there. You know, there's the demarcation line right there. Well, and that was his age 30 season in 92. Not that, I mean, I don't know how it was viewed back then like well, it is now. He's a great athlete. I mean, you know, he was, you weren't worried about him losing his range or anything. I right. don't know. what. When was he done in Kansas City? Uh, he played three years in Kansas City, and then in 96 and 97, he played for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Did he? Was He probably wasn't a regular in L.A., though, was uh, he? I'm trying to see his at-bat totals. Uh, well, he played in 144 games okay. his last year yeah. in 97. Yeah. He still hit 251. Yeah, that was a blunder of all time. I, uh, you know... The demarcation lines of when the world changed for teams, mm -hmm. I've always said go for football is 1969 when, you know, 67 they tied for the conference title with Indiana and Purdue, but Indiana hadn't been to the Rose Bowl, so they, they went to the Rose Bowl instead of the Gophers. Mm -hmm. and that was still when there were no other bowl games. You just went to the Rose Bowl or no other place in the Big Ten. And then in 1969, they went down to play Arizona State, which was in a whack, was in the whack. Mm -hmm. They went down to play Arizona State in Tempe on a night when it was like 105 degrees. And we went down there with a big, powerful running team and a lot of big old Swedish fellas. Uh, and they got a little overheated. And that, uh, that, that team had Arizona State had speed. Sure. Calvin Demery, and the, I think the quarterback was Joe Spagnola, who ended up being a quarter uh, tight end yeah. in football. And they had about five guys that were... Athletes. That were <laughs> speed merchants, and that's when we... Now, we were okay in the speed department when we first integrated... But then those damn Southerners started recruiting black guys and cheating. You know, they start <laughs> the Southern colleges started taking the hometown right. fellas, even if they were African Americans, which really cut into it our speed. And then, uh, but they got just run out of the by a whack team. You know, right. run out. I mean, Jim Carter ran for two hundred yards just carrying the ball through them, but they didn't care because they got the ball back and scored a touchdown and, you know, sent some guy out and threw him a 50-yard pass and zoom. And and John Rowe always told the story that he was at the game for the Tribune and, and Murray, they let, they let him in the locker room or the locker room area to talk to Murray. And Murray is sitting on a stool... Sweat pouring off him, 
his shoes off with his both feet in an ice bucket. And he looks up at Roe and said, who scheduled this bleeping game? <laughs> and that was the end. That was it. That was the end. We uh, Speed was now more important than power. And so now you think and that's... And I think the end of the Twins for that decade was when they let Greg Gagne go, and that took away their whole identity as a great fielding team. Right. And now there were other issues, but you let him go, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know... And you brought in Winnie, and Winnie, you know, was didn't give you much. Got his three thousandth hit. Of course, later you brought Molitor. Molly in to replace him. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, that was uh, that well, was a key moment in Twins history. Well, so ninety three was the first year without Gagne, and then ninety four was Herbeck's last year too, wasn't? 94? Yeah, Herbie quit. He quit early. And yeah. then you lost Puck in ninety six. Six ninety six. Yeah. yeah. But they were I mean they were the, the but were really happy. Ninety three was pitching yeah. went to hell. Yep. You know, the pitching went to hell. Just you know Well Erickson getting hurt probably did a lot more yes. damage, right? Because yes. I mean, yeah, you, you were expecting had, him to be a star. Erickson had the bad elbow and yeah. I remember that uh was it uh well they traded him See, 94 is when they gave up. You know, they, right. they made all those trades before the strike came. And then they traded they Knobloch, them, too, right after that, didn't they? Uh, was that a wrong No, one? Nob- Nobby was the oh, guy. Oh, no, 96. They, 96, Nobby, Nobby was had the, the good year. Yeah. Nobby was the guy they signed to say we're still trying that's you right. know, after the that's bad right. years. But uh, that's Dark Star got Nobby signed. That's you know? right. <laughs> Doc, Dark got Nobby signed. And, you know, they were still trying until 96. And then... And they, you know, they had Knobloch and Molitor brought in, and they were still trying. It's just the pitching had gone to hell. And then those last four years, last four years of the decades, when they cut the budget and oh, they, their remember. payroll went oh. down to fifteen or sixteen million. One Some year. of those lineups that they were putting out there. Well, oh, and yeah. everybody, you know, the the big, and we've talked about this a hundred times, but the greatest example is the David West perfect game day. You know, he's all hung over, throwing a perfect game. Well, look at the lineup he faced that day, for crying out loud. The the, the lineup the Twins rolled out there that, that Sunday in the Bronx when West threw oh, the perfect it, game. Yeah. It was embarrassing. Yeah. yeah but no, but David Wells, you mean. <laughs> what did I say? You said oh, I said David, David West. You're yeah. right, David yeah, Wells. I'm there's sorry, there's a David big Wells. difference. Yeah, there is a slight difference between the two. Yeah, Wells had a little. Yeah, well, that, that lineup he threw the oh. perfect game against was... Not not good. When know. Pat Mears is not your kinda nine like, hitter, <laughs> kind of like the lineup that Milton threw his no no against with the, uh, with Angels. the Angels. <laughs> Angels had all they were having a terrible year. I think that was the Moose Stubing year. <laughs> he was their manager for one year. I called it Moose Ball. They were unbelievable. But Milton, <laughs> Milton no hit him. Look at that lineup someday. That is an unbelievable lineup. Anyway, we should talk about our twins here. You're worried. Uh, the catching, uh, Garber's not as bad as he was last year, but he's certainly not what he was, uh, I thought two years ago. after and watching him in spring training a couple of times, he, was, ready, he yeah. was, because here's why I thought he was starting to hit the ball good to right center. Yes, and yes. that's, that's where he thrives. Yes. And, uh, Jeffers is, he's, he's, he's they're okay at catcher. Miguel's terrible. You can't. This lineup can't succeed when Jorge Polanco is five for forty-two, right? 
or whatever. I, agree with I you. think I just heard. Uh, uh, he just got a two-run double. Oh, did he? Okay. Yes, he did. Well, just and that, I mean, it literally just happened as okay. while, while we were talking. Provis uh, uh, was, I think, Provis said five for forty-two. But he, <sighs> but you don't, you don't feel like he has no chance, like Miguel. But he just hasn't hit well. But he's uh, also now, a guy you have to be worried about with injuries. He's already uh, had, Patty's already had two ankle surgeries. Yeah, that's true. But but last year he played with it. I mean, it's not like it's debilitating. It's not like uh, you know, it's not like Donaldson, Donaldson. or something. Because he's going to play the second game today. Is that right? But yeah, the, I really thought Donaldson was huge for them in spring training. But seeing a rise play third base, they can survive without him. Yeah, rise is fine. And Simmons is good in shortstop, but right now you got an outfield with Buxton and nobody else. And I said this to Judd and Mackey this morning. Has have, the seniority that Jake Cave has managed to accomplish here is fairly amazing, isn't it? It is. Because, <laughs> I mean, once in a while, and he hasn't done it this year, once in a while he'll run into one and hit a home run. But I was shocked yesterday. When we were to, to go back to Phil Miller's tweet on this from Sunday, that Miguel had struck out in 23 consecutive games, mm-hmm. tying the club record that he held with Jake Cave. Oh my God. Jake Cave struck out in 23 straight games, too. Right. Not not now, but but had. And, of course, Miguel yesterday did not strike out, so that ended the streak. And uh, uh, but uh, I, I I I don't get it. I, I mean, he's I guess because he is enough of an athlete to run the bases and can they can put him in center field. It ain't pretty, but he'll, he'll die for a ball that ain't there once in a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, has he done that? I've only seen one. This he year. did do it earlier. Was it was it at home against the M's? I can't. I can't remember. Or no, I think it was in Detroit. I think it was in Detroit. He did that. Uh, was it within twelve feet? I like the one when he's twelve feet away when he dives. But I, I mean, he's not a he's not a threat at the plate. That's why I can't understand I their love for him. I don't get it either. And, and but there was one. I think this was when Molitor was still managing, where he was coming in on the ball in center. And it wasn't there, and it rolled all, <laughs> and you could see Molitor going, "What in the bleep is he doing?" <laughs> so Molly was here through eight, eighteen, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, because no, this is no, Rocco's no. second year. Second year, you're right. Yeah. Oh, it was through nineteen. Then. Yeah. No, no, third year. This is Rocco's third. This year. is Rocco's third year. Yes, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, through eighteen. Okay, so Rocco, so <laughs> Molly got him in 18. Oh yeah. But he was a waiver claim from the Yankees, Yankees yep. and it's kind of shocking that he's still around. Well, and the the thing I guess that puzzles me with, with their fascination is it seems as though outfield depth is something that they have in the minor leagues. Although having seen uh Alex Kirilov in the second inning of today's game, he might be a first baseman. Ah. He didn't look real uh, gazelle-like running in on either of those pop flies. But uh, You know who would have caught that, don't you? Eddie. Our Eddie, guy, Eddie. Eddie. i got to look him up. How's he doing this? I year? don't know, but to me, when you... Now, I think one of their problems was they kept telling Eddie that he had to take a reasonable amount of money, and he ended up getting only eight. Uh, they Cleveland? certainly... they if If in October... He would have taken eight. They would have given it to him. 
I oh, think. you think so? Yeah, I think so. Yes. But uh, uh, Eddie's hitting 257. He's got two homers and seven ribbies in 10 games, uh, 40 plate appearances. So and, that sounds about I'll right. I'll take it. I'll take it. He's uh, he's hitting fourth for him once. once Is he really? How about the? Uh, did you read about the uh, pitcher that they got? They got him in a trade last year. This Emmanuel Klaas. They get him from the Mets. He's a Dominican guy. Who did they give to the? Who did they give up last summer? Oh, Kluber. They got him from Texas when they traded Kluber to oh, Texas. Oh, okay, okay. And what? Uh, Emmanuel Klaas. He basically every pitch he throws is over a hundred. You're kidding. And he's you know the other day he was like. I don't know how many he threw, but he, you know, 80% of the pitches he threw were over 100. Wow. One thing about them, even when they give up pitching, they still got pitching. They develop they still, it. That, that's... They still have pitching. And uh, if you're looking for the flaw with the the uh, Falvey organization, it's they haven't developed young pitching yet. Some got a couple of relievers, but not uh, not any starters. No, not yet at all. And 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 well, they got the who's the the kid they got from Presley that's in the bullpen right now? Is it Ro- Robles? Is that how you pronounce his no, name? Alcal. No, Robles is he's a veteran that they signed. Oh, he's I thought not, he was the guy that they no, got for no, from Presley or no, for Presley, no, I should say. No, he's not. Uh, that's okay. Duran. That's Johan Duran. Gotcha. I believe who okay. hasn't. Well, one of them. I don't know if he's the Escobar trade or the Houston trade. I don't know. Duran is, we haven't seen him yet. He's supposed to have a great arm, but he also look at his minor league stats. And the last time he pitched, he was two and nine or something. So. Well, and the thing, I guess, that's frustrating with, you know, their their lack of timely hitting and whatever else, their lineup, you're, you're still your best producer outside of Buxton is Cruz. Yes. Who, who knows how much he's got left? I mean, I, I mean, I, I'd still sign him next year if oh, he keeps yeah. producing like this. But Pat, they got it. I mean, Miguel's lost. Miguel's a lost cause, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't know how you're going to get. There's something in his when he's loading up that's too slow. Because when you watch Donaldson and on video, which I actually did, I'm not a big, but I was trying to figure out how he maintains his bat speed. He is out. He is getting it going. When the guy releases the ball, that's when his he's already left. Yes, that's yeah. when his left foot is digging into the ground. And he's already lifted it and digging it in. He's starting that early, and then he has to try to adjust his hands mm-hmm. if somebody throws him a breaking ball or something like that. But he is getting. He's in position to hit. And getting started when the guy releases the ball, and Miguel is still like loading up, you know. You reminded me of something I saw the other day, and I don't remember who Houston was playing, but Granky was on the mound, and oh, it's the loading portion of the hitter. He threw a fifty-one mile an hour changeup for a strike, by is that the way. Right? Yes, fifty-one. Fifty-one, and it wasn't a slow curve. It was a, well, it might, maybe it, it, it was yeah. a slow curve. Maybe it was, but yeah. it was so funny to watch. And I don't remember who they're playing. with. the hitter's reaction was, you know, he's loading just like you're saying, and he's like, what, what, what? It was like the Bugs Bunny pitch, you know, where it was one lobbed the, in uh, there. One of the craziest, <laughs> one of the craziest human beings that's ever been in baseball, Granky. Oh, remember for he, sure. Yeah, he went home in the height of his youth. With Kansas you know, City. When he went home, he mm-hmm. had to go home. And my friend said, 
he doesn't like to pack for road trips. You know, he just, he's like his mother is... His whole life, his mother iron his shirts and get him ready and get him to go out of the, you know, send him out into the world. And and he's like, now he's now he's in a hotel and he can't pack and he's like going crazy. He's just, you know, he's just, just was like the ultimate little league son. You right. Know? Well, and they brought him up early. Oh, oh, 20. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's had a great career, but... Uh, and he's, you know, now that the good fastball's gone, he's figured out a pitch and still still does good and has made an ungodly amount of money, but uh, a weird dude, man, a weird fellow. I'm trying to remember because I, because uh, he won the Cy Young with them, with the Royals. When yeah. was that? That was back in 09. Yeah, well, he, he came back after like a month or something, but he was gone. Pat, this is his 18th season. Wow. I, I I'm shocked. By How that. old was he? Twenty when he came. Twenty up years you. old back in 2004, he finished fourth in the American League Rookie of the Year. Wow! Yeah. You know what he had? Poise. Yes, he did. He had poise. <laughs> you like his poise, huh? I heard somebody use poise the other day. I I, I love oh, somebody it. said. Who was it that he said? Eb. Oh, some great athlete i was watching some show it wasn't a baseball player it was a it was uh i think it was steph curry or something and somebody's the guy on the broadcast said and and he really has poise i immediately texted wicker and said he's got poise was it dwight gooden is that was that yeah, the well, dwight gooden was the one that the reporter you know dwight gooden's 20 and he's throwing 98 when 90 Three was fashionable. Right, he's got a curveball that goes from the chin to the to the ankles, and he's throwing this stuff with this poor sob. He sticks it up. <laughs> he sticks it to the Cubs at Wrigley Field one afternoon, and one of the Chicago writers or somebody radio guy says, "How about his poise?" <laughs> Fries. Oh, oh, okay. You like his poise, huh? You think you think that's got a lot to do with it, huh? His bleeping poise. You don't think that fastball has any, you know? It's not the poise. it's not the yeah. fastball on, on the black. On and on, on and on. I don't have a video, a, a tape of oh. that. I just have eyewitness accounts. I don't have a tape of that, but until uh, the guy was like went from five foot eight, five foot ten to. One foot six before oh. before he stops humiliating him. You know we're just <laughs> we never going to have that, that anymore, no, are we? Not, and you sure as hell not going to have it on Zoom. No, no, you don't have that. Although maybe a guy like Girardi would mm -hmm. still maybe do that once in a while, or oh, yeah. Who, who, yeah, 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 some of our some crusty guys. ones that'll. Buck ever gets back in it. Buck is about as arrogant as it goes. Although the being on TV really softened him up because yeah. he was really an arrogant. Guy I, you know what? I head. really like him on. He's good. You know. Yeah, I thought he was better the first time around, though. He doesn't seem as loose this time. I don't know what it is. You think so? He's still, but he's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Timmy loves him. That's Timmy right. Loves him. That's and, right. Uh, you know, I've been around him when he was really arrogant. Of course, I saw him reduced to. Being about four foot two by Kelly out at the uh, the ninety two All Star game in the, San Diego. We don't, we don't do that here. No, no, no. It was the All Star game in the day. The Twins had right T shirts celebrating the championship of the previous year. You mm -hmm. know, didn't say World Series, but it's something like you know 
some something glorifying the the, the twi- way the yes, twins right. approach it, and they, you know, Kelly taking a bunch of guys with him out to that game. Not as many as the first time because the AL president, but the AL president made him take Buck as a coach. Okay, he didn't want him, but but Buck wanted. Can I get one of those T-shirts? And uh, you don't get these T-shirts. You earn these T-shirts, Buck. You get these, and he just beat it. You know, Buck walked out. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, Kelly could do that with the best of them. Man. Did it? Because you know him well, and I was wondering this the other day when I went on my Twitter rant about how I'm, I'm just, I just don't like the modern game, the way mm-hmm. the modern game's played. Did he, did he ever consider going back at all after he retired? No, because you know why he never went back. He was because everybody said he would go back. Is that why? <laughs> That's why. Okay, he'll be back. Well, he had offers, didn't he? Uh, Yankees tried to hire him, and uh, who else tried it? Yeah, I thought the Cubs too. Did the Cubs? Few te- yeah, when few McPhail was out did. there. Yeah, few teams tried to hire him, and I'm sure, but they were not not big publicized events. But uh, you know, if he said he's going to do something, and you question whether he meant it, he's going to do it. He's going to do Plus it. Plus, he had a you know playing golf at Hillcrest across the street and yeah. living in Maplewood and. Had his buddies in New Jersey, and you know, watching the horse races, horses, from, yeah. watching the horse races from his basement and stuff. And he just was he a big Canterbury guy? Did he go down to in the early years? But then when uh, then when the, the access became where you could bet not being at the track on the other, oh, other sure. tracks around the country, sure. then he, he was in on that. Yeah, Kelly. The I was never out there, but the I should have went out there, but the. But his basement, they called it Kelly Downs. Oh, know? did they so, really? Yeah. So he was, yeah, but, but you know, he also owned a owned a kennel out at uh, St. Croix Meadows for three, four years. Did he really? Very successful kennel. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, this is what I was trying to look for right here, Patrick. An oldie but a goodie. No, I'm I, going out to cut grass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, that was when, I think that was when the All-Star game was here. And you were asking him about, you know, co- uh, managing the All Star game, and are you going to uh, watch? He's like, "Well, I got to go cut grass." But maybe <laughs> no, after I the, think uh, wasn't I that what it was? was? I'd asked him about uh, who was the guy that he got on, and then he said, uh, "We hope for the best." Oh, for, uh, uh, Danny Valencia. Danny Valencia. We wish Danny well. <laughs> <laughs> Which was <laughs> I got to find that one too. Oh, Danny. Yeah, we was. Yeah, we was. <laughs> I used to have a whole team. You don't TK. have that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, right here. Pat, right, I'm rambling on, and yeah. I don't mean to, but uh, we wish Danny well. <laughs> <laughs> we do. That was the whole thing about when he didn't hit, the, when he saw him as a kid, and, a, and, he, and oh. he, he, he wasn't sitting out of, it, it was an obvious fastball situation. Right. And he could only hit a fastball. And it was... And it was, and it just mortified him when he saw him as a kid that he didn't hit the fastball that he was that he wasn't expecting the fastball. And then, and remember, he went. I asked him about it for about he went on for about four minutes, and then he said, "I'm he was telling here, us he was basically telling us Danny's one of the dumbest hitters I've ever seen." <laughs> but he didn't say that. No. But he said, "Hey, I'm rambling on, and I got to go ahead cut grass." But it's, what a radio guest he was! Oh, though it's the same as the equivalent of when <laughs> you know damn well 
Joe hates a story that Height's doing, and he mm-hmm. won't say, John, this is a dumb news story. He'll yeah. say, boy, I wonder why this made the newscast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. He'll say that instead. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, anyway. I got to hear that one more time. God, I'm rambling on, and yeah. I don't mean to, but... Uh, we wish Danny well. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, the media, you know who else? You know, Rocco is bland as hell and drives sure. you crazy and blah, blah, blah. But uh, but Rocco also, you got to, like. Sift. You got to sift gotta through really it. You got to really go through it. Like opening day, they urinate away that game yep no reason to lose that game in god's green earth and he's talking about we got to play you know we have to throw to the right base so that's the way of him saying i don't believe this moron threw the ball to second base in that situation with a three-run lead that was rocco saying right that was rocco saying I wanted to stab myself in the heart with a pencil when Colome <laughs> threw the ball to second what base. What are you bleeping but, doing? But he's, instead, he said, "Yeah, we have to play better. We have to throw the ball to we the right base." Dan, you got to. We you wish gotta, Alex well. You got to interpret, <laughs> and Rocco certainly is uh, is much harder to interpret because uh, you know TK. There was you could go by the you know you you would get the. You would get the post game quotes, and then if you were walking by and the door was open, <laughs> and you had no notebook within five mile, you know, no sign of a notebook, and and had his trust not to use it, <laughs> then he'd tell you the truth once, <laughs> and then he'd say what he really wanted to say. Pat, I forgot he was still in the big leagues in eighteen with Baltimore. Valencia. Oh, he could have killed lefties. He killed lefties. It's reminding, because I thought, wait a minute, I think the bride and I saw him in a spring training. Well, it was 18 that we were down. He might have been there in another spring training in 19 and didn't make it. That might have been it, too, yeah. He played for the Israeli... He played for the Israeli the World Baseball World Classic? Baseball <laughs> team that was trying to qualify for the last World Baseball really? Classic. He was like the four hitter for the Israeli baseball team, so his his grandmother must be Jewish or some damn thing. It's not like he's a no. It's not like he goes to the synagogue every week or yeah, something. Or somebody found out his his <laughs> uncle owned a hotel. <laughs> yes, right there in Tel Aviv. We gotta get him thing. over here. His family visited Tel Aviv once. <laughs> but he was on the Israeli baseball team. Wow! The, I think in 2000, maybe because they canceled. Wasn't it supposed to be this year? Uh, no, the next yes. World Baseball yeah, Classic, right. and they canceled it because of COVID and everything. But he was. But he could kill left-handed pitching. He finished. I forgot about this, but remember in 2010, he finished third in the Rookie of the Year voting. Well, we had him. He was our. He was our. Player guest. That's right. Mackie and I had him as our player when guest. When doubt, swag out. Swag out. Oh, yes. I got to find that one. Yeah, we had him as a player guest maybe in 2011. And I got to say, he was better than Hector Santiago was for uh, for Judd and uh, Phil. That was, that's for sure. Was that the, uh, was Hector the guest where we'd always roll the dice? You think he's going to call this Well, week? we were going to have Trevor May. Uh, Trevor May was going to be it, and then he Tommy Johned it that spring, oh, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I said, they said, do you need to get anybody? And I'd talked to Hector a couple of times down there, and I said, I can get you Hector. 
I think. So we got Hector and Hector was all enthused. And then, unfortunately, we watched him pitch. <laughs> I remember uh, whenever, because he, he ended up with the White Sox. And then I remember they were playing a day game. He was pitching a day game for the Whiteys at Target Field. And we were joking about, I wonder if we can get him on as a guest after the show. <laughs> That afternoon on the right. <laughs> Hector. Wow. Oh, Hector. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we'll we do this again next week, and maybe the Fighting Twinks will have uh, refreshed themselves out in Anaheim. All the Angels are playing good. Oh, that's right. We, oh, I love good. West Coast uh, oh, weekend, weekend series. Those are the yes. best. How about this? We're doing this on Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. It's a work day. The Wild playing at 1, yeah, I, the Wolves playing at 3.30, and the Twins playing a doubleheader. Many games. Doubleheader. I All. forget who tweeted out, like, is this Saturday? Yeah. You know, this yeah. feels like it's a Saturday. Why doesn't, uh, I mean, I think the curfew is 10, right? Is 10 o'clock. 10? Yeah, 10 o'clock. The Wild could have played at 5. I suppose they don't want, you know, they, they want to get people out of the urban area by that would be my know, guess earlier in the day. So well, we got to get all those Timberwolves fans out of the building too. Did they let fans in? Oh, I thought they did when they, they didn't yesterday. Well, they were edged by the Nets by what about forty eight yeah, yesterday last night? Uh, thirty, I believe thirty yeah. thirty some. The fellas, uh, the fellas were uh, upset, uh, obviously as we all were, on what happened in Brooklyn Center. But uh, you know, and Cat was. Wasn't there either, right? Nope. Cat was still at his mother's memorial. Yeah, and I but, believe he is out today as well. Uh, well, it's a uh, it's an enthusiastic bunch, and we're very proud of them. And I've all I've turned. I've done. I wrote about it today. I've done a one eighty. Give me a rod. I'll take a rod. You like the glitz factor? Yeah, of it? Let's, it's it's a star power league. Let's get us some juice. If we can't have star power in the court, let's have it in the front office, right? right. He'll show up with you know once in a while. We one. wish a Rod well. We do wish Rod. We do wish. <laughs> just just don't believe anything you hear, but no. uh, wish wish him well. Yeah, wish him well. Why why not? Our, what you know? What harm as, can it as possibly I said, do? <laughs> as I said. When your most dynamic owner in town is Ziggy, you got pro- you you should go somewhere else. Well, you should look around, right? You yeah. think Ziggy's more dynamic than Craig? Yeah, because he's because Craig was dynamic. It was kind of fun when you have him on. Disappeared, and I I don't know. He's kind of okay. You know, he's ever since he hired hired and fired Paul Fenton in about ten months. I think he's. I think he's been afraid to pop his head up to people asking, what make, the hell are you doing? We could get A-Rod a, a weekly guest, whether it's this or Score North. Don't you think that that could be a good I weekly get? I don't know, but Mrs. Ricey, was a, she liked A-Rod because she didn't know anything about him because he had this show on, this reality show, a half hour oh. where he'd help somebody with their finances. So oh. he'd, he'd take some person who had, had had a failed business and their investments sure. were screwed up and he'd come in and he wouldn't give him any money but he'd show him kind of how, how to do it. yeah okay and i i walked in one day and she's watching that and, and i said god he's a phony and she's ah he's okay he's a nice guy so now i mentioned to her yesterday or two days ago that he was going to be involved in buying the timberwolves and she says and and she said she's down on him because oh. she's he's a like a once a month guest on shark tank Okay. And have you ever watched Shark Tank? Oh, yeah. Yep. And it's basically 
the whole panel is pompous, right? Oh, I mean, it's no pomposity. Question. No question. But apparently when he fills in, he is the most pompous. It gets of the, worse. He's the most pompous of the pompous. Wow. But what she doesn't like is he never gives anybody any money. It's always no. He's always out. Really? She said he never gives anybody any money. It's very so, frugal that way. Well, like most athletes, you know, they, they want <laughs> right. to buy something, but they want somebody else to uh, come up with the money. So anyway, welcome to town, A-Rod. And I'm still not convinced you took steroids. I think your head just got bigger by accident. You know, Beautiful. And you only grew two inches. What the hell? That's fine. Anyway, but the, the, the big drama with him is, are he and J-Lo still with Don't him? Oh, no. Not? That's the big controversy is, right now, Pat. They didn't, they, there were stories out that they'd broken up, and then they denied it. Right. But I don't know if they've been seen together since then or not. So, I'm not sure. I can't answer that. As I said, you know how athletics... The big booty kind of helps in a lot of sports. It gives you power in baseball. Sure. Gives you power around the basket, you know, yep. stuff like that. Golf gets you. Hockey. Trigger you up. Yeah. Yep. Hey, they could have a kid that could be quite the athlete, don't you think? <laughs> I think so. Couple, she's a little old to be having kids, though, so it might not happen. So, anyway, hey, that's it. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with a grander, more optimistic view of the local baseball season. Ricey here with Canopy Group Facts. Fact one, the Canopy Group writes more business in one month than a captive agent writes in three years. How is this possible? Let's share the other facts for you to understand. Fact two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Fact three, the Canopy Group offers annual policies, not six-month policies, that leave you at risk for two premium increases per year. Fact four, the Canopy Group offers one deductible at claim time, not two, three, four, or even more. Fact five, every year the Canopy Group will shop your home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. Captive insurance agencies can't shop that way for you because guess what? They only have one company to deal with. Now that you have the facts, it's time to get the options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. If you want the best lawn on the block all season long, hook up with a Minnesota-grown lawn care company that knows that dandelions, mystery weeds, bare spots, and blight are completely unacceptable. That's professionalturf.com. If you want service techs with 20 years of experience, techs who throw down a combination of environmentally friendly weed killer and slow release long-term fertilizers, then visit professionalturf.com. And you know what? While you're on the website, take a close look at their landscape projects. And don't forget, they'll service your irrigation system too. You will have the most lush and luxurious lawn on the block. It's our one stop for exceptional landscape irrigation services and the best lawn on the block, professionalturf.com. Hey, it's Reavers here once again for Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And Josh has a very simple question for you, and it's, do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, no 
know what you own. And make sure you tune in to Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday for Mr. Money Talks Report. You're going to hear it from himself. That's right. Josh joins us every Tuesday and Thursday in Garage Logic. Trust is often overused and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48 minute financial consultation at 952 925 5608. That's 952 925 5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.